is everyone doing today? Yeah, you know. Fair. We've Fair. been a lot better on other days, but... Um, Truly. <laughs> we're alive and we're fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, we're, uh, we're back. Back in business. That's we are. Uh, before I get too deep in, a couple of quick announcements. What you have? Um... Reminder that we still have some candles left with the Pearl Candle Company. So if you still haven't gotten your ghouls candle, check it out. We also have some cool new merch in the web store. So uh, get you some. There's some really cute keychains that I'm kind of obsessed with. I love a good keychain. So cute. Like, mm-hmm. And then... Um, my really fun interview with the brew interviews is available now. So if you're not already listening to them, listen to them every day forever. And also check out their latest episode featuring your girl. Oh, it's the dogs very are entertaining. A Please oh. excuse the dogs. I'm so sorry. Yes. <sighs> check out that episode, y'all. Listen to your ghoul, your head ghoul here, Alyssa. Give them some love at the brew interviews. I had so mm-hmm. much fun with them. I can't wait for y'all to meet with them because they're a blast. I'm excited. I also want to mention um, two podcasts by Black creators that you guys should definitely check out. Yes. Um, Ira the Ira the Third. Um, that's his Instagram handle, but the podcast is called Keep It. Nice. Um, I was just listening to a recent episode, Law and Disorder, um, about the protests, um, Blackout Tuesday, et cetera. And then also the Hey Girl podcast. Um, the episode that I was listening to today was basically on taking action, especially, you know, as as white people, you know, what we should and shouldn't be doing. Um, and the podcast is just Hey, comma, Girl. Um, but they're both amazing. So definitely recommend. Excellent. Learn and listen. I love it. One of my favorites, uh, this is a spooky one, so I know people will love this, but it's Spooked um, from Glenn Washington of Snap Judgment. His voice is everything. It's so good. So anyone looking for more ghost stories, you got to check out Spooked. It's top Top tier spooky content. Oh, adding it right now. I'm ready to get adding spooked. it to the queue. It's really good. Uh, we have oh, cool. a very spooky episode this week because the topic was suggested by our patron, Cat. Okay. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, patrons of a certain tier get to pick an episode topic which i think is pretty cool so if you're not already a patron you can go to patreon.com slash the golden ghouls and maybe pick an episode topic which Mm -hmm. i'm i'm always excited by because y'all are pretty creative and i love that very yeah uh first off though (laughs) we're the golden ghouls Uh. (laughs) Alyssa, kylie emily and it's time to get spooky. Ooh. And we're going to Cape Cod. Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to. 
Kylie. We're just going to summer on the Cape. Okay. If you actually summer on the Cape, that's how you have to say it. You know, like, oh, I'm going, I'm going to Cape Cod or like I'm going to the Cape. I'm just going to be on the Cape. I'm going to be on it. Okay. Sounds fancy. Not, Not in it, not around it, on it. No, on it. On the Cape. Love it. Kylie, tell tell us about the cake. Yes. You are the most familiar sure. with it. So just like give <laughs> us a rundown. What's the vibe? The Cape Cod vibe. Picture picture looking down at yourself. Okay. And you're wearing these shorts that are tailored and they're salmon colored. Reminiscent of a Nantucket red, but a little lighter because you're on the Cape. You're wearing boat shoes. You're you're wearing a button down. You're not liking this look, but you have no choice. Did I come out of J. Crew catalog? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. It's um, it's a beautiful place. There are, um, it's mostly coastline. There's um, a certain part that is known for you know like the inns and vacation homes where people will go during the summer and whatnot, and then there are other sections in towns where people actually live all year round. Um, there's some cod there, guys. <laughs> I love a good cod. I'm I'm being facetious, uh, but I used to go to Chatham every summer as a as a child with my family, and we stayed at Chatham Bars Inn. And it was, I'm honestly surprised that there weren't any ghost stories on this inn when I was doing some research. I really wanted to cover Chatham Bar's Inn. Um, I could only find like one story, but this place was, is huge. It's old. It has that eerie feeling. It has the smell. There have been so many, you know, patrons in and out throughout hundreds of years. Um, It's sad that I think within like 80 years, it's going to be underwater, but like Atlantis. We'll yeah. But, the, but the, the Cape is a really fun place, especially in the summer. Um, I think it's very picturesque, you know, just the, the, the Cape style houses and cottages down there. Um, lots of good restaurants in, in a lot of the tourist towns. It doesn't feel, it's like a different type of, of tourism. It's like, it's delightful. It's quaint. It's not like obnoxious or cheesy. It's 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 a good time. When we come visit you, we'll have to check it out. Absolutely. I, I can't, can't wait. wait. For the day, honestly. Also, some listeners have reached out and they said, when y'all go to Salem, keep us posted because we want a meetup. Yes. So if anyone is truly interested in that, Feel free to reach out to us on social media. Suggest somewhere that you think would be cool for a meetup. Obviously, Kylie's also an expert, but if that's <laughs> something that people really want. Let us know so we can get something legitimately organized so it's not a total last minute disaster. <laughs> oh, it won't be. I've, I've got plenty up my witch's sleeve. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm just like, constantly like okay when can i when can i safely travel like yeah when can i safely meet all of our friends and listeners like yeah i'm waiting for the day same it's gonna be amazing yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be so much fun so much spooky who wants to who wants to take it away this eve 
I mean, should I? Like, I feel like we should play off of our patron and talk about what she suggested. It's Kat, right? Yes, it's Kat. Okay. Well, they suggested the, um, well, what the, the pirates, the pirates, the Y, the Yda, the Yda, yeah, the Yda ship, right? Am I saying that correctly, Kylie? As far as I know, it's called a Yda. They suggested the Yda ship or the museum. It's the museum now. It's not really a ship because the ship went down. And then they also suggested Miss Goody. Hallett. Mm-hmm, Am I pronouncing mm-hmm. that last name right? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I know Hallett. someone personally with that last name, and that is how you say it. Perfect. Which m- makes me wonder, Kylie, you yes. also know this person. Do you think that they're related to this goody Hallett? Oh, good cue. We're going to have to ask her. Because she's from there. She is. Oh my gosh, she is. Really? And I think she is from. She's from the South Shore, as far as I know. So weird. And mm. she's very witchy. Oh, absolutely. Like she's very into that. Maybe that is why she's so into it. Yeah. Hmm. We'll report back. We'll report back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would. I would love to find out because that'd be really cool. This person has a very interesting story, and I have to say, I'm very jealous. Because you're, you know, your girls always wanted to rendezvous with a pirate. Yes, she has. <laughs> Especially with the black beard. So I'm going to tell y'all <laughs> about this famous Cape Cod tale of Black Sam and the Witch of Welfet. Are y'all ready for this? Yes. All right. So long ago, y'all, back in the 1700s. There were real life pirates. Did you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Stealing booty. Oh, yeah. Crazy stuff. And and there was this one guy, his name was Sam Bellamy. He was born in Devon, England in 1689 and left his home for the sea at an early age, making his way all the way to Cape Cod in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. He uh, he found he found some uh, some some nice accommodations in this tiny little Cape Cod village of well of wealth fleet where he ran into a young blonde teenage beauty named Maria Hallett, who would come to be known as Maria Goody Hallett. So these these young lovers, you guys, they like met each other, they fell in love, this this black hair, this blonde hair, they were like, ugh, gorge. I love you, you know? And so, so they much just flowing hair. Probably, right. So they just ran off into the sunset with each other. They used to love to take strolls across the rolling dunes of Cape Cod and talk about getting married and raising their family and the picturesque oceanside community. You mm-hmm. know? And uh I mean he and like of course Maria fell for him. One, the man <laughs> knew how to get some booty, clearly. He was tre- He's a bad he was a boy. treasure hunter, you know? And two, he was yeah. a man of the sea. Like, if you're a Cape Cod <laughs> homie, you want to be paired up with somebody who knows the sea and knows it well. Am I right? No doubt. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? You got to get that fish. You got to bring that mm-hmm. that cod. So Melanie uh-huh, uh-huh. was like quite a man. She was all for it. She was into it. But there was, there was a problem because uh, 
Miss Miss Hallett's father was not for Mr. Bellamy. She, he just, he was a treasure hunter. He was like, you're a young, beautiful woman. Like, you could probably, you know, get better than that. But like, no, dad, this was love. And he didn't understand. So the father ended up, you know, confronting Bellamy, telling him you needed to get lost. The girl needed a guy with more of a standing in town, with more money. He, She pretty much told him that she needed better than him. So the guy needed to get gone. And unfortunately, Bellamy, like, took this and was like, oh, okay, like, you're right. I guess I'll go get some more treasure and come back and then marry your daughter, which mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed in because I'm like, you're – a cool dude you should have just stuck around and been like screw it we're getting married but no he was like I'll go get some money but I'm coming back for you babe so he took off <laughs> with his friends in his ship and he uh, went over to Florida because at the time there was a bunch of flat treasure down in Florida and they were going to go you know diving for it go find it but once they got there they didn't realize that the Spanish fleet had already like salvaged most of the treasure so it was kind of like a lost cause and Sam was like well shoot I can't come home empty-handed so I'm gonna join this pirate gang so he joined a fleet of pirates and one of these pirates y'all was the infamous Benjamin Horngold do you know who that is what a name well he was a top (laughs) top pirate dog he uh, he even trained Edward Blackbeard Teach. Stop it! Right? Stop it! Yeah, Horngold was his mentor. So, do you remember the the beautiful drawing that I made of Blackbeard? Yes, yes. that was gorgeous. That's my man. You know? Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So Sam ended up getting joining. Benjamin Horngold's little fleet of pirates, and he earned his nickname Black Sam from his refusal to wear the customarily fashionable powdered wig of the time, because he just he preferred his long, luscious black locks in a ribbon than um, you know donning the 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 wigs in the trend, the trend of the day, which I don't blame him. <laughs> you know, if I had beautiful long hair, which I'm losing all of it right now, I would tie it in a bow. You know? She would tie it in a bow. <laughs> right. I go through we- weird hair loss or what I think is hair loss Girl. every few months, but then I'm like, oh, I guess after researching, I'm like, oh, I guess that's normal. Every few months you shed. Oh, okay. But still. It's seasonal? Still, though. Thank God. Yeah. Who knows? Be hormonal, too. Well, Sam used to tie his hair up in a bow, so that got him his, his nickname, which cool. Um, but over time, the, the pirates on the ship used to like, they, they were, they were getting into Sam. They were like, this guy knows what he's doing. This guy knows the sea, like we said before, and we want him to take over the ship. We're done with Benjamin. You know, Benjamin's got to go because he's not fighting the Brit, the Brits as we want him to. He's not taking over the ships on the sea as we want him to. So eventually they overthrew Benjamin and Sam took over the ship and became like the captain to all these pirates. So like, there he is, you guys, he's living his dream. He's going to get his money for his girl. Right. And that's right. like taking over 
53 ships. That's like a record, y'all. Sam That's was the man. That's a lot of ships. Yeah. And his kindness and mercy to his prisoners earned him the other nickname, the Prince of Pirates. So what a guy. Cute. Right. He was like the Ro- the Robin Hood, you know, and the pirates were his merry men, you know. <laughs> and in 1717, uh, Bellamy ended up capturing his biggest ship yet, you guys. And what was it? The Wida. <sighs> yep. He took over the Wida Galley, which was ended up being filled with precious coins and jewels. So guess what? The Prince of Pirates, y'all, Mr. Sam Bellamy himself, got his biggest coin to date, and he was ready to come home to his woman and be like, let's get married, forget dad, we're going, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what he did, you guys. He ended up wow. sailing back to Cape Cod, but now we're going to turn things around. Because what was Miss Goody Hallett doing this whole time, yep. one might ask? That's you know? what I've been curious about. Because it's like Sam just took off. He was like, babe, I'm coming back. I'm coming back with gold, right? You got to wait. Like, would you guys wait? I mean, I I don't know how believable he was. I would have to be there <laughs> to know for sure if he could convince me or not. But for the most part, I don't trust that many men. <laughs> right i'm right there with you dude i probably would have moved on but listen she couldn't you know why she was pregnant i was about to say was she (laughs) with child she was pregnant with sam's baby scandal yo she hid it for so long too she hid the whole pregnancy all the way until birth the only reason the people found out y'all it's because she neglected the child, left it in a farmhouse, and it ended up dying. No. Ew. Yes. It's strangled on a piece of straw, apparently. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. That's horrible. That's what the internet says. I know. Um, so, right. So, the people of the town in the 1700s, you couldn't have a baby, uh, you know, when you're unwed. So out of wedlock. And then she ended up neglecting this child too. So you can only imagine she was brought into court and she was like, you're going to jail. Homie went to jail. She went a little crazy in there, ended up escaping a couple times. Some people say it's because one of the guards liked her probably and like let her go. But who knows? Eventually she was captured, brought in, and the town folk really wanted to get rid of her because they thought her thoughts started to think she was a witch you know she was mm-hmm. she was wailing and crying she was escaping from prison they were like who is this woman you know <laughs> and so they wanted to get rid of her and so apparently her father got her a little agreement even though he was right there with them saying okay take her away they they let her go to the edge of this of this little village in wealthy fleet where she had a cottage and ended up designing a bunch of clothes for for years, which like people, they said that she had the best, like the finest cloths all like all over town, but people weren't allowed to talk to her because she was obviously like shunned. So people would have to sneak over to like, go get her goods, Miss Goodies, you know, crazy stuff. But the whole time, apparently she was so upset 
about Mr. Sam, right? So the story goes, once Sam ended up coming back to Cape Cod and Maria Goody Hallett was living up in this little cottage all shunned from society, he entered into the... um, in April 1717, he, he entered into Cape Cod, but there happened to be a, a sudden storm that ended up overtaking their ship. All the men, except for two, apparently just died and perished, and the ship went under. So <clears throat> Goody wasn't able to ever see Sam. And apparently the townsfolk say that Goody was standing on the edge of the cliffs at Wellfleet watching this ship crash and go down. And she was wailing and screaming. Some say she was cursing it. I don't believe that. I think she actually was crying and sad to like, because most stories she like went on with her life and she was quite sane making garments. So you, you kind of believe that she probably wasn't cursing the land you know she's probably a little bit upset so that's the story I'm gonna stick with is that she was crying and wailing but apparently she haunts the lands and she's been known to to stay up in that in those canyon or those cliffs and like cry and walk back and forth and cry and then Sam y'all he haunts the lands too in 1980. Let me get the exact date. It was like 1984. These these guys went on an exhibition to go get the whitest ship uh, that had all this treasure. And they ended up running into Sam and his little pirates. And they caused a bunch (laughs) of chaos for them. So apparently during the excavation, like of this, of the expedition of this ship, There was a lot of engine problems, a bunch of heavy fog and shark encounters. But the scariest thing was when the the crew's open receiver ended up getting this, this, uh, this message on repeat that kept saying, we want your boat, we want your boat, we want your boat. And there was like nothing else around that could have made that come in at the time. And so they say that it was Sam and his pirates. So Sam's still there. Goody's still there. They're hanging out, walking around, roaming the land. I think Sam's still making sure his treasure's okay. And Goody's Mm -hmm. up there being like, where's my baby? (laughs) Yeah. So the people who say that she cursed the ship, why would she do that? That's what I'm saying. I don't think that love was on board. I don't think that's what happened, but they say she cursed it because he left her. But again, he he left, he promised to come back with goods, and he did for all intents and purposes. So I'm pretty sure she believed that he was coming back. Like, you're telling me she waited all that time only to curse his ship while he's coming into town? That's kind of why I was like, I don't think that's right. I don't think so. so. And like I no. read into more stories and she seemed like she was a pretty sane person, you know? Hmm. So it wasn't like she was probably very upset by everything that went down, you know, being a teen, wow. getting, you know, the 1700s, not having your child's father. So 
Damn. It's true. The more I'm thinking about the person I know who shares that last name, her mom is witchy and her mom is actually a medium. What? Yeah. I, it's all coming back to me, but well, then maybe I, we gotta maybe ask her. I, I have to ask her. I got to reach out to her and find out. They yeah. got to be related in some way. Absolutely. All I know is that you can go check out the Wida Pirate Museum in Cape Cod and go look into their stories more, and maybe they'll you'll like run into them. You know, that would be great. We should, when you visit, um, we'll go down there for your wedding. Okay, good. <gasps> to her pirate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I fully support. I I have a fun little one. Um, it's got quite a few ghosts. Oh, good. So, Ooh. This is the Barnstable house. Kylie, Barnstable. Barnstable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, thank you. I was about to say, do you have any corrections or have you ever been there? Mm. Um, I think I've probably driven through it. But All right. Well, I, I want to take, a, take a peek at it when I am, am nearby. Yep. All right. Yep. So this is the Barnstable House, also known as the house with 11 ghosts. My lucky number. That's a good number. (laughs) All right. So the early records actually indicate that the house was built and originally owned by a Mr. James Payne in 1713 and then moved to its current location in 1716. So this house is old as dirt. Payne, though, was actually an ancestor of Robert Treat, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. So a prominent fam. Over the years, though, this house has had its share of tragedy. And it's actually said to be the most haunted location in all of Cape Cod. So how could I not talk about it? Uh, A ton of mediums and psychics have confirmed that there are spirits, many of whom have landed on the number 11 and say they (gasps) reside there regularly. So thus the nickname House with 11 Ghosts. Oh, my. Yes. So there was this one owner. His name was Edmund Howes, and he actually hanged himself from a tree in the yard, which is really sad, but he's said to still be in the home. His apparition has been seen by folks walking by. They'll see him through the upstairs windows of the sealed-off attic, meaning that no one living can get up to the attic. So Mm. it's got to be a ghost, right? Apparently, though, he likes it up there. People see him pretty often, and he's fine just living in his closed-off attic. But people say... He is a pretty defined apparition. So keep your eyes up at those top windows because you might see Mr. Howes. Then there was this gentleman by the name of Dr. Samuel Savage. And he also resided in the (laughs) home for a time. What a name, right? (laughs) But the townspeople thought that he was a practitioner of black magic. Like there were rumors abound about this man. 
they said he actually used the house as a location for many dark magic experiments and experiments in the occult. And <laughs> it's thought, bless you. Bless that was you. Spirit. Thank you. Uh, it's thought that some of the spirits that he invited in through his incantation spells, seances, things like that, some of the spirits that he invited in probably stuck around, which I think is a pretty good theory. Uh, then there's also this guy. So I read a couple different sources, and they had his name different on multiple sites. So can I confirm if this person existed? I don't know. But he was either Captain Gray or Captain Graves. I could find proof of a Captain Gray who lives nearby. So it could be him, but there could also be a Mr. Graves who... I don't know. Anyway. So he's said to be a pretty sour spirit by many accounts. He often slams doors, knocks things over... He just wants to startle people to make his presence known. He's also <laughs> been seen as a very solid apparition, most often in the cellar. So he's not playing around. He's a full-bodied apparition, and he is making noise. Mm. Yes. Uh, there's he's also... Loud. What? He's loud. He He loud, yes. <laughs> Uh, but the one, the entity that is witnessed the most is that of a woman who they call Martha. And she's said to be dressed in a flowing white gown with a high collar, which sounds like my vibe 100%. And they say she has flowing blonde hair. She sounds just Gorgina. <laughs> so it's the 1970s and this fire breaks out in the house smoke is billowing from the third floor windows and there are three firemen standing outside they claim that they saw her in the windows ran up there to rescue her and found no one up there but they all recount that they they saw a woman plain as day everyone had the same experience Another witness reported seeing her standing toward the rear of the parking area after the firemen searched for her. So on the same day, she was kind of seen all over the property. She's here. She's there. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. She is. <laughs> but the most tragic story of all is that of young Lucy Payne, who drowned in the basement. It's said that she... Dropped her ball down the basement stairs. She ran down to get it and she fell into the entrance of this underground river, which passes beneath the building. So they built this, or they moved this house and placed it over water, which, you know, I don't know how, how structurally sound that is, but I'm not a, <laughs> an engineer or architect. So maybe they good. But, uh, <laughs> but clearly they so. She has tried to get residents of the house to play with her, and she just shows up whenever she likes. A lot of people, though, have been spooked by her because they'll turn around, they see a little girl, and then she just vanishes. And I've said this a million times, but children ghosts are by far the spookiest. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's also said that Lucy's mother was hopeful about her daughter's return, thinking maybe she was just washed out. Like, they, she really wanted her to come back. So she apparently still waits for her daughter quietly, rocking back and forth in this rocking chair that was in the home. Some witnesses say that they actually saw the chair rocking on its own in what was formerly known as the Blue Room, which I don't like rocking chairs when they rock on their own. Uh, (laughs) The New England Society of Paranormal Investigations, they recorded an EVP of a woman softly humming in the third floor attic. So they think that this may have also been her mother. Maybe it was like a lullaby. You know, you... You kind of hum kids to sleep. It's very sad. But it's thought now that Lucy actually migrated to the Barnstable restaurant and tavern down the road. They think she was maybe attached to a piece of furniture or something else that was originally in the house, but moved down to the restaurant and tavern after the fire. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a great theory. We know that spirits can attach to objects. So, Definitely. Yes. They also think that there was a second spirit, a male spirit, who traveled from the Barnstable house to the Beechwood Inn, which is just east of the house. So hmm. that's a bed and breakfast. If anyone wants to get spooked, there is apparently a male spirit there from the Barnstable house. But Oh, shit. Yes. But back to the Barnstable restaurant, which... You know, we got to talk about it since it is related to the house. Um, And Lucy is there now. But one wing of the restaurant houses offices where it's said that Lucy resides. And the occupants believe she is responsible for lots of mischievous pranks around the office. Things going missing and then reappearing. Children's laughter. General spookiness. There was one woman who actually was so pestered by Lucy that she finally shouted at her to leave her alone, told her she didn't have the time to play. She had a deadline that she was trying to meet. And people thought that Lucy was so upset that she disappeared for a while. She wasn't seen for quite some time. So I bet that woman felt pretty bad for screaming at the little ghost girl. Oh, yeah. But today the house is uh, home to offices, but you can still take a peek, you know, look in the windows, see if you see anything, see if you just feel any general vibes outside. Because, I mean, honestly, if it has 11 plus ghosts, I'm sure you're going to feel something. True. That's just how I feel. I agree. There you have it. There we have it. And spooky. And spooky. So we could stay in Barnstable County, if you wish. Love it. Over to Orleans. Sound familiar? Love it. So, and this is the pronunciation, even though New New Orleans or New Orleans can be said in other ways. Um, But it was, Orleans was first settled by pilgrims. Shout out to the pilgrims. Um, they they did not like the plot of land that they were on that was granted to them. The soil was shitty. The, they weren't able to grow any crops. So they were like, all right, 
let's let's go on over yonder to the coast. So they found a spot, south part of Cape Cod, and they named it in honor of the Duke of Orléans in France um, because of France's support for the 13 colonies during the American Revolution. So they were like, hell no, are we naming this after, like, with an English name or a British name? Like, hell no. We're going to be French. So there you have it. Um, the difference between Orleans and then New Orleans or New Orleans is, as you guys probably already know, New Orleans was founded by French colonists, so it's a little different, but same name, similar. <sighs> so in Orleans, there is the Orleans Waterfront Inn. In this, another Georgina, okay? It was built in 1875 as a six-story Victorian mansion. So picture that, but then throw it back to 1875. Like, this is not the common house you see a family living in. Uh, It was built by and for Captain Aaron Snow and his family. So the reason why he built this bad boy so high was that uh, his wife, so that his wife Mary could spot his ship Nettie M. Rogers as it entered the Nosset Harbor. So kind of like a lighthouse, but but not at all. She's just, you know, running up six flights of stairs to, to see her husband, you know, coming home. Um, so Aaron, he also constructed a wharf uh, attached to the back of the house uh, made from timbers of a shipwrecked vessel. Um, And I'll get to why that's important in a second. Uh, So, or I can just tell you now. (laughs) The wharf was was where he docked old Nettie Rogers, his his ship, uh, when he wasn't sailing her around, gathering fuel, grain, oil, and hardware. Uh, The bottom level of the mansion was actually a hardware store owned and run by the Snow family selling these goods to the people of Orleans. So Aaron's son, William, he later moved the hardware family business to the center of Orleans, where uh, to this day it's run under the snow name. Um, Aaron unfortunately died in 1892, and the Victorian house remained empty until it was purchased in uh, 1900. So the house had a few owners, Um, And in the early 1900s, it was served as a boarding house for women, um, which was, you know, supposedly, you know, very uh, charitable and, you know, a a great thing for women. However, it was basically a brothel and there was this like horrible matriarch. Um, Sailors would be in and out of the place. Uh... It, it was even allegedly being run by the Irish mob during the Prohibition. Uh, the mob also allegedly would uh, sneak in some bootleg whiskey through the wharf, and then they would store cases and cases of the whiskey in the inn, in typical Prohibition style. So after World War II, so I don't know, whenever, after 1945, uh there were wings added to the left and the right side of the building, and it was finally turned into a hotel named the Orleans Inn. So now we're going to get a little spooky. 
Uh, journalist Amanda Converse, she wrote an article about the 1996 purchase of the inn uh, by a Massachusetts couple. And yes, that's how you describe someone from Massachusetts. Isn't that so weird? Massachusetts. Because I was thinking about that earlier with my couple. Yeah. I didn't know. Like, I was thinking so Kikadian. No. <laughs> so the couple, Ed and Lori Mass, uh, they apparently did not know this inn was haunted when they purchased it. It was only after they purchased it um, that people were contacting them and they were like, yo, this place is haunted. So basically they, they had plans on tearing it down and just like doing a complete renovation, but basically just like getting rid of the whole thing. But then his wife, Lori, she was walking through the hotel on a warm day and she felt a blast of cold air. And immediately she's like, Ed, we have to save this building for the ghosts. They're here. We're, we're keeping it. So I love Lori. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something we would all do. We'd For be like, sure. no, there are ghosts here. We're not. Change of plans. The ghosts have to have <laughs> Always- somewhere to live. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Never tear down, only restore. Yes. So that's exactly what they did. They restored and renovated, and it was um, reopened a year later. But during the renovation, construction workers uh, would tell in multiple construction workers. So it wasn't just like one crazy dude, uh, would tell Ed and Lori that they saw shadows when no one was there. Doors would close on their own when there were no, there was no wind or anything. Lights would flicker. Um, once the inn was reopened, guests like immediately, like within the first few months started saying like, you know, I don't know if there's an issue with the AC, but we're feeling a lot of like cold spots, <laughs> uh, sounds of footsteps. There's a restaurant at the inn and employees saw glasses fall off the table and many, many saw apparitions. And this was even happening before, uh, before the purchase and renovations. Tom Nickerson, who used to work at the Orleans Inn from 1981 to 1984, uh, said that When he worked there on the third floor in the hallway, he would experience cold spots on the back of his neck. This happened at least six times throughout the years to the point where he just stopped going upstairs. He's like, nah, I'm good. Like it was that strong. (laughs) So an article written by Daniel Kumarlato posted on ghostwalks.com explains that in the 1950s, a bartender named Fred uh, who worked at the Orleans, and he was found hanging from the rafters inside of the top um, of the Belvedere. And some thought it was suicide, others thought it was a murder, um, but I think people basically chalked it up as a suicide. And then another employee named Paul was found hanging in the basement. So there's two ghosts for you right there. Fred's ghost has been seen at the bar and Paul has been seen in the basement. Uh, And then here's where it gets fun. So Ed, the owner, one of the owners, he, after buying the hotel and renovating and hearing some of these ghost stories, he wrote a book. He did a a ton of history on 
on the hotel, on the inn rather, and his own experiences. So I'm going to share a a quick excerpt from him. So he says, I was sleeping on the couch just off in the lobby in case a guest needed anything. It was the middle of the night and I heard footsteps on the staircase. I opened my eyes to see a woman, stark naked, walking towards me. I must have been so tired. I remember saying hello and she said it back with a smile before I fell asleep again. The phone woke me. It was a local warning. It was a local warning me to to check on a lady who was in the fifth floor Belvedere room. She was dancing around stark naked, probably unaware people could see her from the outside. I thanked him, hung up, and that's when it hit me. There was no one staying in the fifth floor room. So apparently there have been a few investigations and we've, uh, they've figured out that this woman's name is Hannah. And they think that she was, um, something happened to her when she was there working, um, at the brothel. Then we have Sam Beltrusis. I think I'm saying his last name right, but he's a pretty famous paranormal expert, especially in new England. He's done a bunch of stuff here in Salem, um, Massachusetts, so he investigated the inn, and he he was skeptical at first, but then after actually going there, he found the haunting to be credible. He said, uh, we found profound evidence of hauntings, including EVP connecting some of the spirits there, he says, using an echo box. He says investigators were able to record what sounded like German words. And then he says, it makes sense since one of the former owners was German and the property's history dates back to World War II. So you can actually find the EVP on SoundCloud if you Google um, Sam Beltrusis Orleans Inn EVP and you can hear it. And I don't know, if you guys want to check it out, let me know, anyone who speaks German, if what's going on there. My favorite I don't speak German, SoundCloud so I, I can't. <laughs> So I want to go back to the book that Ed has written because this is what inspired um, Ghost Hunters to actually come by. And I'll get to that in a second. Uh, But his book, the book that he wrote, is called Ghosts of the Orleans Inn. And much of the book is told using Hannah's voice, which is interesting because he's an older man. But I, I appreciate it and I think readers appreciate it as well. Um, but she basically, she wanders the inn. She spends most of her time in room five, the room right above the front entrance where she was killed. So Ed calls Hannah a sweetheart who lights candles, opens doors for people, and sometimes dances naked around the room. Uh, so as I just mentioned, the book inspired an episode of Ghost Hunters. So Taps, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, who we know and love, the original Ghost Hunters, They visited and investigated the Orleans Inn in 2010, so a long time ago, but it is on the eighth season, and the episode is called uh, Inn of the Dead, if you're interested. I watched it today. It's, it's, there's a very spooky part where I'm like, is, there's got to be foul play here. Like, there's got to be some producer doing this. (laughs) Uh, But Mass, he recalls how the producers of the show took over the inn for two weeks, shut off the electricity, uh, and just recorded ghost appearances and sounds for like a very long time. So the, the episode shows evidence of, um, voices, shadows passing in front of the cameras, mumbles in the dining room that I couldn't hear, but the ghost hunters could, 
um, and then footsteps in places where people were not. And then this, there was this one scene, and this is the one where I'm talking about, like, is it foul play where the producer's doing something weird? But um, two of the investigators, they were in a room, I think it was room five, and they were asking Hannah a question. And they put the, they heard something in the bathroom, so they went and they put the flashlight on top of the toilet seat, and then they went and sat on the bed, and they were just, like, looking right into the bathroom. Um, And they asked Hannah a question and then asked her to respond by turning the flashlight on and off. So I was like, all right, nothing's going to happen, right? They had, like, a full-on conversation, and the flashlight was going on and off. And basically she said that she was murdered by a customer and that she is not the only ghost in the inn. Um, so I don't know. I feel like if you're going to watch it, you should just watch that one scene, if anything, because that to me, I was like, this place is haunted AF and I need to go to there. Mass has said that after this episode aired, he's had people offer $1 million to spend the rest of their lives there. <laughs> They're like, can I, can we buy this from you Wait, for $1 million? Why? <laughs> they, yeah. they just, some people just want to live with the ghosts. Okay. Maybe, so they're, maybe they're the free, freaky ones who want to hang out with the naked ghosts. Do you get free board and stay plus the million? Because like maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. That's I, a good cue. I might do it. Yeah. Um. So... And then one other, one other thing that was kind of funny, the the Orleans Inn has never had a cat that we know of, but cats are always heard <laughs> in the closet of room four, right next to room five. Weird. Uh, and people have heard them like running up and down the main stairs, like people are like, oh, where's the cat? And uh, even the, the investigators on Ghost Hunters, they heard something. Uh, but they think it's ghost cats because the the evil matriarch who was in charge of the brothel in the in the early 1900s, she was very fond of stray cats. Mm. So you gotta wonder, you gotta wonder. But I would I would love to go see Hannah and and Fred the ghosts, um, Paul, see what they're up to. So yeah, there you go, there you have it. New Orleans in. Wow, ghosts galore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, y'all, is the history part too much? Let me know. I can not talk about it. <laughs> people, I no, people love history. Uh, yeah, I feel okay. like you have to. They set know the what scene. they're getting into every week. Mm-hmm. If you're shocked that all of a sudden there's history, then you haven't been <laughs> listening to every other episode. <laughs> true. Well, true. Yeah, some people are shocked. By us. <laughs> I like that people in Alyssa's um, Brew Interviews episode, they were like, so do y'all drink during your episodes? And we've had people like ask us, like, are we on drugs? Do we drink? But like nine times out of ten, we're sober as clams unless we're like we decide to like each have a sip of a drink. Someone's had <laughs> a really This is just how we are, day. people. We're just wild. <laughs> we just honestly, we have fun. I cannot wait for the day that we like get to meet like meet up with people and yeah. they're like yes oh this is like the this is legit they're like, like this yeah, is the real deal. who you guys are <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Honestly, please note keeping it real yeah yeah and and do know that we exert ourselves during these episodes we're normally napping <laughs> right we're we're nap queens so it's all for you yeah i mean 
it's like I come in here and I feel like I'm just improv And so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we do. That's what we do. We got nine to fives. We busy gals. So we come here and we just have fun. We act Absolutely. a damn fool. Absolutely. As is our right. Our right. <laughs> wow. I am so excited to come to Mass. So excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just ready to be friggin' spooked. We have to stay or at least try to stay in like the most haunted spot we can. Yes. Absolutely. That might be Kylie's apartment, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, wow mm-hmm. that's fun i can't mm-hmm. wait to come i can't wait to get spooked yeah Same. it's gonna be a good time all right any anything else we want to say before we let the people have the rest of their day no we're chilling. I just yeah stay spooky we just love you guys all right all right okay and until next time stay spooky Ooh. Ooh.